And now, time for seafood news. You are listening to the Seafood News Podcast, brought to you by Erner Berry's Reporter Magazine. The winter 2024 edition of Erner Berry's Reporter Magazine is the final issue going to print. Don't miss the farewell to our long-running magazine, as well as informative pieces on Ecuador's shrimp supply, the Russia-Ukraine war's impact on the agricultural market two years in, and much more. You can get your free copy of Erner Berry's Reporter Magazine by visiting ernerberry.com reporter. I'm Seafood News Senior Editor Amanda Buckle, flying solo this week as my co-host, work wife, and seafood gal pal Lauren Castiglione is across the pond for a great meeting of the minds at Mintech in London. So while I can't guarantee some laughs in this episode, I can deliver a roundup of the latest headlines impacting the seafood industry. Some of the bigger headlines actually rolled in at the end of the week. Peter Pan Seafoods announced that their King Cove plant will be closed for the winter fisheries of cod, whitefish, and crab. Peter Pan owner Roger May told the Northern Journal that it's one of the most difficult days of his life. It's just a devastating time for the industry. Peter Pan's King Cove facility will not operate for the 2024 A season, but will be open for the 2024 B season. The company explained in a press release that it was a decision that did not come quickly or easily. This statement reads that the current state of the seafood industry is tumultuous and it has impacted many operators in the region. The industry is facing inflation, interest rates, hikes, financing challenges, and high fuel costs. We have worked through these issues as diligently as possible and have explored possible options. This temporary step, while difficult, is necessary to maintain our long-term commitment to the future of our business in Alaska. The plant, which is located 600 air miles from Anchorage, processes king crab, bear eye, apilio crab, pollock, cod, salmon, halibut, and black cod from fleets in the Bering Sea and the Gulf of Alaska throughout the year. It has the largest salmon canning capacity of any plant in Alaska. The closure followed Trident Seafood's announcement in mid-December that it will put their plants in Kodiak, Petersburg, Ketchikan, and Falls Pass up for sale as they restructure their focus on Southeast Alaska and Area M, which includes Bristol Bay and the Alaska Peninsula. The announcement came only days after the annual industry at the Alaska Seafood Marketing Institute, where the focus was on domestic and international market challenges. The other big headline late last week involved the Outlaw Ocean Project, the nonprofit that exposed human rights abuses in China's seafood industry last year. The Outlaw Ocean Project confirmed on Thursday that with the aid of lawyers and an NGO, they filed a formal legal petition under the Global Magnitsky Act. The petition calls for sanctions against seven Chinese companies that were found to be complicit in serious human rights abuses committed against workers in China's seafood industry. The Global Magnitsky Act allows the U.S. government to impose sanctions on either foreign individuals and entities who are involved in corruption and serious human rights abuses. The forced labor that was discovered by the Outlaw Ocean Project is a sanctionable offense. You can find the full story, which lists the seven companies, on seafoodnews.com. Finally, November imports were released, and Ernerberry Supermarket reporter Gary Morrison reports that U.S. shrimp imports in November gained 10.9% from last year, the first double-digit growth this year. Trade flow into the U.S. was 155.8 million pounds, compared to 140.4 million pounds last year. While this narrowed the gap a bit, in the first 11 months, shrimp imports are still 7.2 below last year at 1.5 billion pounds. While there were broad gains against most of the top trade partners, it was primarily driven by outsized gains in India, up 31.2%, Ecuador, up 5%, Vietnam, up 8.4%, and Thailand, up 2.5%, rounded out the top countries. Indonesia was the only one down in this group, uh, down 3.9%. 
As for crab imports, let's go directly to Ernerberry Seafood Market reporter Janice Schreiber for that. Hey, Amanda. No, thanks for having me on. And, you know, crab kind of continues on like the same story that we've been talking about. So, you know, 2023, and I know you're well aware of everything that was going on, really was riddled by just the timing of uh, the timing of imports throughout the year. Usually it's very cyclical. You know, you it, it starts out low. You have the spring season that's that uh, begins in Canada. You have a flood of imports that come in. They come in for a certain period of time and then and then they taper off. And so the way that the imports went up and then have come off you know, throughout 2023 just looks a lot different than what we've seen in past years and especially as compared to the three-year average. So, you know, the reason for this, which is well documented on Seafood News, is the, uh, the delay in the start of the fishery in Newfoundland. So because Newfoundland started, you know, much later than anticipated or much later than, you know, they do from an historical standpoint, we, when we typically see like that peak in the cyclical imports it's like mid-April beginning of May um this year we saw the peak in like mid-May June so just much different from where you know it typically is and then you know we saw that precipitous drop which we typically do and then September October and November have all been lower than previous years and also lower than the three-year average which has been kind of interesting to watch as well but overall year to date and this is through November, we have one more month to go before we'll have a full year of imports. Canada has imported uh, 38.6% higher than the same time last year in 2022. Now, it's kind of confusing to think about it because, you know, it's it's not, not all that 2023 season that would be in that number. Uh, the end of 2022, there was still a lot of product that like was left over from the 2022 season that came into the year of 2023 that was coming down from Canada. So it's a mixture of, you know, product that was caught in 2022 and 2023 that gives you that full year to date number. Okay. Um, and then when you take a look at some of the other bigger players, which there are not many because Canada has a 90% market share, uh, Norway did send in quite a bit more this year, um, up 141%. But, you know, Canada brought in 116 million pounds and Norway brought in seven. So it's just a major difference between, you know, just the volumes there. Definitely. And now what about uh, on the retail side? Can you give us a little insight there? Yeah. So um, retail, you know, snow crab has definitely been retail's friend, uh, I would say, for most of the retailers across the country. And we're looking at the Erner Berry retail data. I mean, now this is just a sample of about 52 stores across the country. And if we look at this data, the amount of retail features or buying opportunities, we call them. And so a buying opportunity is when snow crab or any seafood species is going to be listed in the retailers circular. So, you know, up on their website as being like a special or, you know, just in that piece of paper that you might grab as you walk into the store. So those, the times that it was featured in 2023, as compared to in 2022 was up 34%. And then correspondingly, price was down. Price dropped 32%. And that's an average retail price. And that was down from 2022. So 2023 was uh, for average retail price was down 32% as compared to 2022. Okay. All right. Wow. These are fantastic insights, Janice. We thank you so much. Um, now those heading to Orlando in a few weeks for the National yeah. Fisheries Institute, their global market conference, they're going to hear more from you. Is that correct? 
Oh, yes. Uh, lots more. Um, you know, come if you uh, happen to be in the Orlando area and also you're planning to come to NFI's GSMC, let's come to our uh, premium shellfish panel. I believe we are Tuesday. Um, Amanda, I know I shared the time with you. Was it three o'clock? It is January 23rd. It is a Tuesday at 3 p.m. Awesome. And we'll be up there for a full 90 minutes uh, talking <laughs> about... <laughs> Premium shellfish items. Um, so I'll be I'll be going through you know a ton of supply information. The panel will be talking about you know obviously their demand challenges and just challenges in general you know when it comes to you know these items in the seafood industry, and you know it's the panel members are a fantastic group of industry experts that have no problem um, talking in front of crowds. So you'll have a lot of banter, a lot of back and forth, um, you know, some really good stuff for uh, for our panel. I know 90 minutes sounds like so long, but you guys are covering so much. I mean, snow crab, king crab, lobster. I mean, I, I, scallops. Crab meat, yeah. scallops. <laughs> so that those 90 minutes are going to go pretty fast. <laughs> they no, they absolutely are. And, you know, we always, you know, uh, we always kind of have like, you know, the timestamps, like, laid out like okay we have x amount of time to talk about this and you know all those kinds of things and then we'll certainly leave enough time for uh, for questions and you know back and forth that's right pepper janice with questions she absolutely loves that <laughs> i love putting them to someone else's direction those will be fantastic <laughs> and as the panel analyst yeah you definitely can do that so absolutely. all right well janice Thanks again. And like we said, don't miss Janice at GSMC when she is on the shellfish panel, January 23rd at 3 p.m. And uh, and Lauren is also there. I mean, we don't have Lauren on the podcast today, but she's also presenting and I will pull that information and include that in our, our podcast uh, description. So much, much to see, much to do at GSMC from the Arner Barry side. So Absolutely. thank you, Janice. I'll, I'll let you get back to prepping for the panel. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks so much, Amanda. Thanks again to Jazz for joining the Seafood News Podcast. We're looking forward to seeing everyone at GSMC. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here next week.